Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So as the Bruins picked apart the Maple Leafs and advanced to the second round, the Red Sox decided they would step backwards instead of forwards Tuesday night. Two losses in one long day for the Sox are now 9-15. and And it's no longer early, fellas. We've already passed Earth Day. Soon it'll be Administrative Professionals Day. So come on, guys, a little hitch in the giddy-up, a little fire in the hole. How about we at least begin with the theme music that'll stay in your head all day. Here. It's your Daily Socks Podcast. It's your Daily Socks Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the socks are doing. It's your Daily Socks Podcast. It's your Daily Socks Podcast. Of a day for the Sox, but all right, bees. And full disclosure, I am a Bruins fan too, although not for the reasons you might think. Josh Lewin is my name. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, there's a clue in there. Lewin rhymes with Bruin. And when I was five, this is a true story. Uh, I just really hooked up with that logic. And it's partially why I'm now doing UCLA football and basketball. I was also a big UCLA Bruins fan as well as a Boston Bruins fan, because when I was in first grade, I thought it would be cool to be Josh Lewin, voice of the Bruins. And since I'm really not that great of a hockey announcer, uh, UCLA has worked out fine. But anyway, uh, if my father's name had been Ed Boilers, I'd have probably become an Edmonton fan. Uh, Ed Benadians, I'd have rooted for Montreal. But Lewin and Bruins it was. And anyway, congrats to the Bees who have made it what is it, eight straight playoff rounds taken by Boston teams now, three baseball, three football, one hockey, one basketball. I know I'm new here, but it wasn't always this easy, right? I mean, this is bananas. So uh, on to baseball. Lightly attended games at Fenway with chilly weather Tuesday and, of course, the hockey game afoot. A chance to continue where the Sox had left off in Tampa Bay. Remember, they had just swept a first-place team? That, that did happen, right? The Sox had used a pretty obvious formula to get those wins in Tampa Bay. Very good starting pitching, very creative offensive approach, and the ability to take advantage of some Tampa Bay mistakes. All of that was in play. None of that was in play on Tuesday at Fenway. The Tigers had come in at 10-10, and 10, a respectable start, owing a lot to a, a very solid pitching performance. Detroit, one of just five teams to get quality starts in 50% of more of its games. And the bullpen with Shane Green, uh, they're fourth in the majors in ERA. Now, they don't hit a lot of home runs. Only 11 of them in 20 games coming in. Last in the AL. Everyone else in baseball is walloping home runs. Detroit, not so much on the walloping. Very faceless Tiger team these days, even with Miguel Cabrera still on it. In fact, let's play a little game right now. A little something I like to call Detroit Tiger or cast member of the Broadway production of Hamilton. And there's a a thing called My Little Pony or Porn Star, too. So let's be thankful that we're only doing this. All right. Call it out. You ready? Who's a tiger? Who's in Hamilton? Reed Garrett, 
Drew Verhagen, John Hicks, Dustin Peterson, Daniel Breaker, Ewan Martin, Wallace Smith, and Austin Scott. The first four were Tigers. The last four are Broadway actors. If you got even three out of eight, I think that's actually pretty good right there. So uh, game one against the faceless Detroit Tigers. And the umpires thought the game started at 110. So they were five minutes late heading out to the field. It was really 105, and that left Chris Sale to stand there like a moron and wait. No worries, though. You'd think that maybe Sale would be off his game because of something like that. But no, first batter, bunch of 94-mile-an-hour fastballs and a strikeout. Nick Castellanos then fought him for a 10-pitch at bat, finally flied out to center. That was a guy that was the best in baseball last year against lefties, by the way, hitting 381. Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Miguel Cabrera, now 36 years old, comes up next. He's slowing down, still a darn good player. Reaches on a walk, but then Sale strikes out Nico Goodrum. Lovely start on a chilly afternoon. Sale looking fine. Bottom three, Mookie drives in two with a two-out single with runners at second and third. RBIs nine and ten for the reigning MVP. He put a slider from Matthew Boyd into left. And Mookie, with that great series in Tampa Bay, remember, he had been on base eight times in 14 trips to the plate. But that's kind of where it stalled in the fourth inning for Detroit. Ronnie Rodriguez, the shortstop, doubles in a run with two out, just his second RBI all year. 2-1 game, then Sale strikes out the 120 hitting Josh Harrison. Eight strikeouts through four for Sale. But then in the top of the fifth, their gargantuan catcher, the 6-6 Grayson Griner, looks like Frankenstein, leadoff homer into the monster seats. Just a 90-mile-an-hour fastball on that one, and just Griner's second major league home run. Sale ends up getting through five, strikes out 10, takes the no decision. 97 pitches to get through five. That's kind of David Price-like. 65th career 10-strikeout game. That's pretty good. 12th in Major League history. And he is third in Red Sox history now with 30 starts of 10 strikeouts or more. Only Pedro and Roger Clemens have more than that. Overall, two runs allowed, five hits, two walks. ERA gets down from 8.5 to basically 7.5. But... This is now going winless in your first five starts, and that's something that Chris Sale had never done before. An assessment of the Chris Sale day from Chris Sale himself. Uh, yeah, just stuff is starting to get there, but need to need to extend these outings a little bit. Do you feel like things are heading in the right direction? Though? Uh, yeah, I definitely say that this is a step in the right direction. Uh, not exactly where we want to be, but um, better. What's the, what's the- Um, just putting it all together, you know, kind of having everything working at one time uh, with command, with the stuff. Uh, you know, they were they were swinging the bats a lot today, and that obviously helped me in some ways. But you know, I just too many foul balls, too many deep counts, walked a couple guys. Um, you know, I need to need to clean some things up around the edges, but um, you know, we'll, we'll get there. When the team is having eight and nine pitch at bats against you and running the pitch count, what's the best way to combat that from your vantage point? Uh, just stay on it. You know, for me, I obviously knew. I think I looked up there in the third inning or something like that. I was at like 60, 60 pitches or something like that. And you just, you know, just try to throw more strikes. Obviously, um, you know, I can't, you know, make them put the ball in play, but I can fill up the strike zone and, and throw strikes. Um, but you know they were they were battling. They they obviously you know got a piece of it when they needed to and got the runs across when they needed to also. So just 
like I said, step in the right direction, but um, you know, still not satisfied. Noted a lot of progress between the last one and this one. Say that again. Been a lot of progress for you between the last one and this one. You're obviously really frustrated in New York and seem more you know, happy with the how today went. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, at least gave my team a chance to win. Um, you know, when I left the ball game, but still relying on my bullpen guys too much. You know, I'm, I don't know if I've been past the fifth inning all year. It's kind of not where you want to be as a starter. And, um, and we've been leaning on those guys down there a lot, myself mostly. So um, it'd just be nice to be able to go out there and, and fill up seven or eight innings or even finish a game for these guys and give them a day off or um, you know, at least give a few of them a day off. All right, so that's a little bit from Chris Sale. I have no sound from Heath Hembry, and that's probably a good thing. Ronnie Rodriguez jumps on a hanging breaking ball, hits it way up over the monster in the sixth inning, and then a tremendously entertaining celebratory home run trot for Ronnie Rodriguez. Uh, Detroit would then put it away in the eighth and ninth with an assault from the dregs of the batting order. Harrison, a big two-run hit. Rodriguez again. He ended up with uh, two doubles and a home run in this game. That's more Alex Rodriguez than Ronnie Rodriguez. This would be R-Rod. But uh, a small amount of love for this guy. He actually attended high school in Lawrence. But the story goes, when his mom became pregnant, there was a strain on the family. They had a very small house. He dropped out. He returned to his native Dominican Republic. And on it went from there. He comes back to Boston, has this kind of a day. Guy raps, by the way, too. His stage name, if you're looking for him, is El Felino. And he actually has a music video that was released a couple winters ago, if you're, if you're scoring at home. Colton Brewer allowed the three runs in the eighth. He does not have any rap videos. His ERA is now 8.31. So at this point, if you're, you're looking at the bullpen breakdown, it's Barnes, Brazier, Workman, Walden, 11 earned runs in 43 innings now. Everyone else, it is 39 earned runs in 47 innings. So it would be very easy to pick shirts and skins out of the bullpen. One side is good. The other, not so much. Bottom of the ninth, there was a second home run of the game for Xander Bogarts. That was cool. Two-seamer that ran in. He put it up over the monster again. And uh, the lead for Detroit down to 7-4. to four. That's where it would end. Since the start of last season, let's talk Xander for a second. 71 runs batted in in 74 home games. He's got 17 runs batted in his last uh, 12 at Fenway. 27 home runs since the start of last year. 115 runs batted in. Ranks fourth in the American League. And by the way, one of those home runs, a launch angle of 42 degrees. The actual temperature was not much more than 42 degrees. But that launch angle, if you follow this, the highest by a Red Sox hitter in two years. 6.6 seconds of hang time. There is no Zoltan Mesko or Ryan Allen punt that ever stayed in the air that long. There's no way. Maybe Tom Tupa back in the day. It's the only other Patriots uh, punter I know. Anyway, uh, also of note in this game, game one, J.D. Martinez had his hitting streak end at 11, but still has hit safely in 21 of 23 at that point. Not a lot else to tell you about that's very positive, so let's get right to Alex Cora, and he can tell you what he thought. Um, with Chris, I mean, strikeouts and foul balls kind of like add up to that pitch count, you know. Um, velocity was okay. We thought the slider was good, the changeup was okay, but... Um, there were a lot of longer bats. Um, they did that to him last year, too, in Detroit. Ryan um, Candelario got, like, in two bats, he got, like, 20-something pitches. So, and giving credit for fouling him off, and, you know, he struck out 10 guys. So we had the swings and misses. Um, you know, obviously, we're looking for, you know, six or seven, and hopefully that's the next step. 
Brewer, um, you know, the walk right away. Um, I mean, in, in those situations, you, you don't want traffic. I think that's a good spot for him. We, we recognize that. Um, it's, it's, it's a pocket that we feel we're comfortable with him after using Heath and, and Tyler. Um, just the walk right away and then, you know, some breaking balls up in the zone, fastballs up in the zone. Um, he wasn't able to put away Harrison in that spot, second and third, one out, and we paid the price. How does Chris, does it still feel like he's a couple deep off from where you want him to be? Um, I don't know. Today, you know, like, you go back to that game right after the All-Star game in, in Detroit, and it's kind of like the same same deal, you know, like, he made some good pitches, and they kept fouling it off, fouling it off, obviously. It was a, I think it was a fastball for the home run. Um, Ronnie put a good swing on it. But it, it seems like um, for X, for, for, for any reasons, you know, that that's their game plan, it seems like, it, you know. And uh, there were some extended at-bats. Um, I felt that he was better than, you know, the last one as far as, like, command. Um, the changeup was okay. But besides that, we got swings some misses today. So that, that was a good step. Um, I, I got I gotta watch the game again. You know, watch it from from a different angle. You know, I just saw the swings and misses and the foul ball. So, you know, I'm giving tre- credit for you know getting that pitch count up. You know, in, in five innings and and then you know they did what they did with the bullpen. All right, that's the skipper. You know, last year the Red Sox were 74 and 15 when scoring first. This year they are four and eight. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. Before the second game of the doubleheader, there was news. They promoted Travis Lakins from AAA, wearing number 65. And with a lot of pomp and circumstance, the lefty Darwinson Hernandez called up from AA, the 26th man for that second game, wearing number 63. Bobby Pointer sent down. Now, last year, three Red Sox all season made big league debuts. This year, it's been three guys in five days just to tell you something's a little bit different now. Lakins is 24 years old, was 3.38 at uh, AAA this year. One walk, 10 strikeouts, very nice. So Ohio State guy. Don't know if he's a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. I guess we'll find that out. Darwin's in Hernandez, 22 years old, was 1-1 one one with a 1.8 for Portland. 15 strikeouts already, the number one pitching prospect in the Sox organization. He would get in this game. Now, you you didn't necessarily want it to be as early as it happened. Hector Velazquez got the call, replacing Evaldi, and he was cruising along okay until the fourth. And then Brandon Dixon with a bases-loaded three-run double. Yeah, Brandon Dixon, 27 years old, 120 career major league at-bats. That's the guy with a three-run double. Who does he think he is? Ronnie Rodriguez? Velazquez lasting just three and a third, and every start so far has been pretty much that. Marcus Walden, who's been terrific, got the last two outs of the fourth inning on only five pitches. Then on comes Darwin's in Hernandez, a hard-throwing Venezuelan. Struck out 24 of the 49 batters he faced in the Arizona Fall League. Had some amazing uh, kind of secondary numbers, the analytical numbers. And the assignment they gave him right away in spring training, you might remember, go watch the bullpen sessions of Price and Sale. Watch and learn. Do what they do. Prepare like they prepare. He looked very prepared. He, He went out there and looked like he had some swagger. And for a guy who signed for 7500 bucks back in 2013, it's a nice start. Two and a third innings, did not give up a run. He struck out four. Lakins came in after that. Two and two-thirds innings did give up a run. We'll get to that in a moment. 
The game was still 3-0 Detroit into the bottom of the seventh when the Sox put two on with one out. Martinez strikes out chasing a high fastball, brings up Bogarts to try and save the day. Bloops a single in the left center, and there, at least there's a run. 3-1 Detroit now. Steve Pierce next up against the lefty Daniel Stumpf, and we've all been waiting patiently for just a shred of that playoff magic of last year from Pierce to funnel into this year, but he strikes out on a Stumpf slider off the plate. So it's on to the eighth, which was the Michael Chavis inning. With his family watching and screaming their full heads off, a 441-foot bomb over the monster out on the Lansdowne Street, 110 miles an hour exit velo, if that's your thing. That is a manly home run. Chavis will save us. That was the thought, that maybe they'd, they'd pick up on his great energy and charge toward. No, it, did, it didn't happen, because later in the inning, Mookie Betts pops out with one on, and that turnaround weekend that he had in Tampa Bay, it, it just doesn't seem like it's made it north. Ninth inning, Ronnie Rodriguez again, double the left center to start the inning. He scores one out later, makes it 4-2. to two. Bottom of the ninth, J.D. Martinez finally gets a hit. He had been 0 for 7 for the day and night. Brings up Xander Bogarts, who had been having a wonderful day and night, but it was not to be. Shane Green saves it. He's actually saved 11 of Detroit's 12 wins so far, which is kind of amazing. And after that dud of a ball game to render the Red Sox 9-15, and 15, here's Alex Cora, take two. Oh, he's disappointed. I mean, um, all of that game, there was a lot of traffic. I mean, and the guys pitched well, but obviously you don't want to lose two. Um, you know, the first game, you know, we just saw what happens with it. We had a lot of traffic out there, and we just didn't get the big hit. You know, we think offensively, we put a few good at-bats, and then, you know, we stop. You know, it's not like we keep the line moving, you know, and we hit some balls hard right at people. Um, we had a good game plan against against them, but it just didn't work out, I think, offensively. In that game, you know, I don't know how many we left on base, but it felt like the whole game we had, you know, we were one hit away from getting the lead, and then, and then you know, you felt like the line was going to keep moving, but it didn't happen. I mean, the walk, you know, he got to 50-something pitches, and Waldy has been good, you know. Uh, he's been getting ground balls, you know. It's a guy, a matchup that we recognize that we wanted. And, uh, you know, he, just a hanging slider. You know, we, we threw a good one. It was for a ball. The next one was okay, and then he hung that one and, you know, hit the, tr- uh, the double. But I think Hector did a good job, did an outstanding job. Um, you know, he, he had a good fastball, good split, um, was throwing strikes. Just at, at that point, you know, uh, it's one of those, like, we push him harder or, or we go to Waldy, and, you know, he's been, he's been amazing for us in those situations, trying to get a ground ball, so it just didn't happen. Good. Uh, it was really good. It was fun to watch. Uh, you can see the stuff from both um, um, Darwinson and all the people were a little bit um, talking about his emotions and all that, and he, he actually, you know, looked... He played the part. You know, um, I think the only one was Cabrera, but everybody understands why. You know, uh, he's facing somebody that back home is a legend, and you could see he wanted to, put, you know, put him away, and, and he did it. But besides that, he made some good pitches. Um, he's a guy that just like Eduardo in the strike zone, you know, they can get people out because of their stuff and and deception and angle. So um, very good and. 
and Lakes did a, he, he did an outstanding job. You know, we pushed him hard. You know, it's something that we needed. Um, we were actually going to go to work, but it was with two outs. You know, and a one-run game. But uh, he did he did well. He did an outstanding job. You saw the fastball up, the cutter, and the breaking ball. Um, you know, slowed the game down, which is good. Back, uh, that's going to be the move, yeah. I mean, uh, that was that was a good swing, and uh, the good thing about him, he, he's always in tune with the game. Talking to Timmy and Andy, what's going on? Obviously, facing guys that he's never faced. You know, he wants the information, and you know, he, he understands what what they're trying to do with him, and uh, you know, and that a bad, you know, he. He was able to get him up in the zone, a guy that, as you can see, is tough to do that, and, and he put a great swing on it. Um, and that's that's what we we know he can do, obviously. And uh, but I think the the baseball IQ and and how he he prepares is something that uh, for a young kid that is, is fun to watch. As you said, there were a lot of at bats with guys on base, guys scoring positions on teams. Was there a common thread there in terms of the Approach. You see guys pressing it all, runners on base. No, I mean, you look at it. I don't think we expand the zone. You know, it's just they made pitches and we just didn't hit the ball in the air. Um, um, it's one of those. And, and right now it, it didn't click, you know. It didn't click offensively. And it's been it's been going on, you know, um, for the first part. You know, there's 20, 20-something days, you know, offensively. And we know we can be better. You know, we haven't had, like, a big... You know, offensive output out there you know, that we can enjoy it and and, and breathe and, and relax and, and just just have fun offensively. So you know, hopefully we can get it together and keep working at it, and then it happens soon. saw what they had in spring training, uh, both of them. Uh, we, like, we knew about him last year when when he came out of the bullpen. You know, we know the stuff and what they can do. Obviously, and you know, when you see it in this uh, stage and with a game, you know, on the line, quote unquote, you know, it's fun to see. You know, and, and we understand, and we knew that at one point that they were going to contribute, and they did today. You know, they they help us out to hopefully accomplish stuff tomorrow because of where we were pitching-wise. But uh, those two kids, uh, you know, we're going to turn this around. And, and you know, I, like I said, in spring training, they're going to contribute of what uh, we're, we're trying to accomplish. All right, that's the skipper. Boy, the Bruins score five Tuesday and everyone goes crazy. Sox got six Tuesday and nobody cares. Looking ahead now, uh, let's see about Wednesday night turnaround, possibly. Eduardo Rodriguez, you got this one. Uh, 7.2 ERA, however, against the slider baller Tyson Ross, 3.38 ERA. Thursday, the series concludes another night game. Rick Porcello, the former Tiger, against Jordan Zimmerman. This is a battle of 0-3 dudes. Porcello's ERA is 8.5. Zimmerman, 4.94. So, once again, here's a podcast where the host says, Wish I had better news. But, uh, well, I I did give you the Bruins score, so there is that. They'll play Thursday night as well against Columbus. Okie doke, signing off at 9-15 are the Red Sox now. Josh Lewin, the podcast is called Sox Daily. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.